a chance to go back and do stats on last week with it being Christmas and all. I guess we should wish everybody a happy holiday. Happy holiday. <laughs> um, <clears throat> wasn't so, that happy last week. I know I, didn't, I wasn't that good. It started off good. We had Carolina. I had Buffalo. <clears throat> I think it went downhill a little bit as the date went on on Sunday. Them Steelers. Classic. And I was on the wrong side. But anyway, so we're moving on to week 16. Um, and I guess these are these games in the order that they're actually played, because this week we have three. We had one game tonight, um, which is already over. And we have three games Saturday, one, four thirty, eight fifteen, and then Sunday and Monday. These first three games are the Saturday games. Yeah. All right. So they are in order this week. All right. So first game up is Tampa Bay at Detroit opened at minus seven and a half in favor of Tampa Bay. It is now at nine and a half. Um, I believe Stafford is expected to play, um, but I think he still has the issues with the thumb and the ribs. Um, they have a few defensive players that are going to be out. Trey Flowers, Danny Shelton, Jamie Collins, Four of their defensive assistant coaches are not going to be a part of the game because they're on the COVID list and their interim head coach, Daryl Bevel, um, is also not going to be there. So Sean Ryan, who is their quarterback's coach, will be calling the plays. He has never called a game in his life. Um, so I'm going to be on Tampa Bay, um, even at nine and a half. The, court, the defensive coordinator for this week has ne never coached before either, right? Never been in that role. Correct. So on both sides, they're in trouble. Yeah, all over Tampa Bay. This line is shooting up. <clears throat> Opened up at 7.5. Now it's up to 9.5. I saw it at 10. Um, if you can bet it, if you adjust the line to 9.5, that's clearly better than the 10 mark. But I don't know that it's even going to matter. I feel like this is the Tampa Bay heading into the playoffs that we're waiting to see the whole season. And... Um, you had Antonio Brown last week, had his first touchdown, uh, 46 they, yard touchdown reception, 93 yards and five, five catches. So I'm hoping that <clears throat> they start to get Antonio off a little bit because he looks good. He looks fast out there. It's not like he looked like he lost a step. Um, I did hear mention that he only <clears throat> played 50% of the snaps last week, last week and possibly the week before. Yeah. I feel it like it's time to air the ball out. Especially against this team. I mean, it's really a play on Tampa Bay, but also a play against Detroit. <clears throat> they got um, they got ran out of the building last week when they played Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm all over. I'm all over Tampa. How about you? You said Tampa. Yeah, I'm gonna take Tampa. I mean, I still don't think that Tampa looks great out there, but um, I think with all that going on on the Detroit side. Um, I think Tampa Bay definitely wins and, uh, I mean, it's a lot of points, but under the circumstances, I feel fairly good about it. 
I think it's the right opponent, the right time. I like Tampa. Um, all right. So next game is San Francisco at Arizona. Um, it opened minus three in favor of Arizona. It's at minus five in favor of Arizona. These teams met in week one where the Cardinals won 24 to 20. It is going to be CJ Beathard who gets the start for San Fran this week. And I had think enough of Nick Mullins, huh? Apparently, um, I did have San. <laughs> I was hoping he was playing. He I had San Fran last week, and uh, that didn't work out too well. So I am going to go with Arizona on this one. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm all over Arizona here too. Um, opened at three, went up to five, right? So the public's on Arizona. Um, quarterback change here. So maybe that gives them a little bit of a spark on the San Francisco side. I'd be more apt to take Arizona or to feel like it's a stronger play with the troubled Nick Mullins in there. But um, I think it doesn't matter. I think Arizona wins this game outright and pretty, pretty handily. Well, I mean, from what I've seen of Beathard, I mean, he looks fairly capable. Um, I thought Mullins was capable too. I didn't. I was really down on Mullins. That's why I'm disappointed not to see him start here because I I liked him against San Fran. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't look great either, but he, he did spark them when he first came in. Um, I think Arizona is just trying to make that playoff push here in San well, Francisco so think, on, a, on a holiday week. You know, um, they don't look like they're getting in. So I think they're about to check out. Well, I think Arizona does need the win for to stay in the hunt for the wild card, which I think, I mean, it looks to me like all these positions are kind of locked up for the most part. I mean, maybe there's one or two but they would need like the other teams to lose out. We got three wild cards, right? Right. So if you take the division winners out, Chicago in the North at seven wins. That's not strong. Tampa's at nine. So they're a player. Um, The Rams are at nine wins and Arizona's at eight. So those are the three wild card teams as of right now. Like I said, Chicago's the next one at seven. So those three are really jockeying for position. Yeah. I think they pretty much, well, I mean, Arizona's at eight and six. So, with Chicago seven and seven, Chicago wins this week, right? They're eight and seven. Okay. They equal the record with Arizona if they lose, and they got one week to play. So they're very much fighting for their lives. Yeah. San okay. Fran's five and nine, by the way. So they're completely out of it. Out of it. Yeah. Um, so did you have a pick? Arizona. Okay. Um, all you right. As well? Yes. Okay. Next game up is Miami at Las Vegas. Okay. And I believe that similarly, Miami is kind of that third wild card spot. Um, yes. The Ravens do have a shot at it. Yes. But they're, they're a game behind. No, they both have nine wins. The Ravens? Yeah. They're both nine and five. For the last three weeks, we've been talking about Ravens, Dolphins, Raiders. Okay. Right? I thought they were a game behind. Okay. Um, and I, the Dolphins lost to the Chiefs and Baltimore keeps winning. So I, they've Baltimore's won three in a row. Miami's won one in a row, but the week before they lost to the Chiefs. So there was only one game separating. They're tied now. All right. I think I was getting confused with the other one. That's okay. But regardless, um, so it sounds like it will be Derek Carr back this week. Yeah, he's full. Steve, he are, you gonna, are you going to start him? Are you going to start him in your championship uh, oh. season long league? <clears throat> I made the stupidest move. I did not start Deshaun Watson. I started Derek Carr. And he was out two plays into that Thursday night game. He scored two total points. I thought I was done. But I also had Waller, who scored like 35 points. And I ended up holding it out for like about a five-point win. It was awesome. 
So who's going to start this week? I'm starting Watson. Okay. No doubt. Um, all right. Against Cincinnati. But we'll talk more about that when we get there. So we're on Miami and Las Vegas, right? Uh, Miami is nine and five. They're right there trying to get into the playoffs. So basically right now, as it stands with two games left, there's other teams that could make, take this last spot. But it's Miami. we're going to focus on Miami and Baltimore for this conversation. We'll see what happens next week. Las Vegas is still mathematically alive. They have to win out. So Las Vegas is? Yeah. Las Vegas has seven wins. Hmm. So okay. technically, if so the last spot has nine wins, they could win out. They beat Miami. They Miami loses next week. You know, tiebreakers aside, because um, I'm not really sure what the tiebreakers are. Um, they're still in it. Okay. So this game kind of worries me. I mean, I guess my, I don't really know what to make of Miami. Um, I mean, Tua hasn't exactly lit it up, but they've been winning games. I think um, Flores, Defense is strong. Flores is doing a good job kind of, you know, managing the games with him, I think. And the defense has been stepping up. I believe that they will have um, Gesicki and Parker back this week. Um, but I could see like Gruden, like that personality that would kind of love to play spoiler. So so we should talk a little bit also as we're going through this fantasy, because this is the championship week for a lot of people. So, you know, what? I think we're, we've been getting into a little bit more of the games than any of the fantasy stuff last couple of weeks. So it's important to, to talk about that this week. So Ahmed, who was the running back last week that um, had a tremendous game over 100 yards, a touchdown or two. Was it, was it, I think yeah, one like touchdown. 150 and one. Yeah, really strong, but with um, not Gasecki, but um, Gaskin, Gaskin coming Gaskin. back as running back, that should take carries away, if not totally eliminate him from the game plan. So you got to be careful there. Um, now you can run all over Vegas. Yeah, that's the thing. Whoever's going to get the carries is probably going to put some stats up here. And this is definitely going to be the best defense that the Raiders have faced. They really haven't faced anybody that... So that's the thing for me. The reason why they're winning with Tua, it's not because Tua has been miraculous. It's been because of that defense is swarming. Uh, they put a lot of a lot of talent into that defense. And I mean, I'm we haven't talked about the line movement here. So minus two, it started as Vegas mm. a favorite. And now it's three... Uh, the other way, Miami is favored. Yeah, so that kind of worries me because there was one game last week where it was similar. There's a lot of there's been a lot of like major line movements. We've talked about a lot of it in the past podcast, but a lot of games have been moving, you know, a good three points or more, um, which is not common unless there's a huge injury, you know, or some major factor why your star quarterback goes down is not quarterbacking anymore. Yeah, and Vegas has just been hard to predict, but they it seems like they show up more for the bigger games, and maybe they consider this a bigger game because it has implications. Um, so Derek Carr is back, right? But, you know, quarterbacks haven't really been having a good uh, statistical day against the Miami Dolphins defense. So, you know, that's where I wouldn't even really consider playing him here in fantasy, but I think even more so, you know, this line stays around three points as bad as Miami needs this game. I mean, I really see Miami in the playoffs. So if that's going to happen, I don't think they win this game. I don't think they lose this game. So I'm taking Miami. I'm nervous. I'm not going to touch it. Okay. Um. All right. So next game is Denver at the Chargers. So we're moving to Sunday. That's the conclusion of the Saturday games. Um, Hopefully you get a chance to listen to this uh, before 1 o'clock. We're going to post it. 
Tonight or tomorrow morning? Well, I'm going to try to do it tonight, but the plan okay. was to get the kids to bed early, and that didn't work. So. All right. Well, right now it's like quarter after 11, so Friday night. a little night. bit earlier. Christmas night. <laughs> um, all right. Ho, ho, ho. So now these games are out of order because this is a 4 o'clock game, but we're just going to get yeah. down the list in order. This is Sunday. So starting Sunday Denver. at 4 o'clock just for this game, then we'll jump back to 1 o'clock. We got Denver heading to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I see it at 3 one place has is flashing three and a half. Now these teams played back in week seven. The Broncos actually won that game 31 to 30. That was a game where Locke threw three touchdowns in the fourth quarter because the Chargers kind of took their foot off the gas. They came way back. Um you Hunter, were cursing out the coach after that yes. game. Hunter Henry is out. Um Keenan Allen was a game time decision last week. Um and he hardly played. I think he screwed a lot of people in their um fantasy leagues. Um and yeah, it sounds look good at all. He was like not he is going to be a game time decision again this week. I don't know that that matters much. Um, and it is a Melvin Gordon revenge game, but they've already played once this year. Um, so I'm going to take the Chargers. I worry a little bit because they do seem to always be in the close games and it could be um, something similar, but I'm going to take them at three. I think this is a huge Austin. <laughs> Boom, Mike. Mike in the face. I think it's a huge Austin Eckler game. <laughs> Receiving and uh, rushing. Um, you know, they're going to focus on him defensively, probably try to take him away. But I really like Eckler's chances here to do well. Um, they're not in Denver this game, right? Where you worry the last game you mentioned that they came back. I was on the Drew Locke side of that game. And um, it was a great comeback. But, you know, you get these teams that head into Denver and they get tired because of the high altitude late in the game because they're not um, used to playing in it and they're not used to conserving their energy. I don't think they're going to have this problem uh, playing in San Diego. You're having some problems over there. I'm good. I'm the one that's <laughs> focused right. and talking. You're the one that keeps trying to distract okay. me. Just <laughs> laugh, but don't talk. <laughs> um, I like the Chargers as well. Okay. All right. Next game up is Cleveland at the Jets. Cleveland was um, open as a 10 point favorite. It's at nine and a half now. Now, the Jets obviously are no longer winless. They won last week against the Rams um, as a 17 point dog. Um, something interesting that I saw online um, from Cynthia Freeling, who I love, by the way, Um the Jets played five defensive backs on 100% of the snaps last week to get pressure on Jared Goff, and that obviously worked um, because they won the game. Now, both Jared Goff and Baker Mayfield are quarterbacks who struggle when they're faced with pressure. So I wonder if the Jets will do that again. Um, and if they do, then that might be a um, game plan that's going to work this week like it did last week. Now, I guess my question is, do the Jets want to win? Well, I think the tough thing is, is a lot of times you can game plan and come up with something that's that's a little different than what you normally do and catch a team off guard. So if you're not prepared, like I think somebody like a golf, if he's not prepared for what he sees, then he's not going to be good enough to adjust and win the game. But do you think so Baker my point Mayfield? is, is that if they try to come back with the same exact game plan, it's on film now. So. I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, if they study that film and they're prepared for that same kind of, you know, bringing in a defensive back, blitzing them from different areas of the field to try to confuse a young quarterback. Um, if they're prepared for that, you know, they would call a lot of quick hitters as the and try to identify where that 
that defensive back is coming in and try to have a quick hitter right to replace where he's where he's blitzing from. So, in other words, there's ways to defend it, and when you have film of that, usually last that happened last week, their other teams are usually preparing to see that again. So that's what scares me here. The Cleveland, and I just said last podcast, you know, they shouldn't be a uh, six point favorite on the road against anybody here. Now they're against the Jets. They're going back to the exact same place that they played last week against the Giants, where they had won 20 to six. So, you know, 13 point win. Now they're playing the Jets, who are, are arguably, not, maybe not even that arguably, they're a worse team, right? Than the Giants. Definitely have a worse record. The line's up to 10 points again. Here's the problem that I have when trying to figure out what Cleveland can do. The Jets don't really give up that. There's not a lot of games where the Jets have got burned on the ground. Correct. And their strength, right, and especially when Baker starts to throw the ball around, is based off the fact that they've been able to successfully run the ball with Nick Chubb. And then defenses try to stop the run, which opens up play action, which they've been very successful at. The problem is, is if the Jets can't, if the, if the Browns can't run the ball, the play action, those passes are going to be less effective. I think the Jets are rounding in the shape here. I know they had an emotional win last week, and <clears throat> I'm going to use that against the team later. But I think there's just too many points here again, and I can't take Cleveland two weeks in a row with this many points. Um, especially, I, I'm anticipating this to be a 10-point spread by Sunday. It's nine and a half in a lot of places, still 10 and one. Um, I'm taking the Jets here. Well, I hate to say it because I said I wouldn't do it, but I think I got to go with the Jets too. Now, I don't necessarily think they're going to win, but I, no. it's a big line. Um, and I think and that- Cleveland needs this game. Like, let's let's be honest. If we take a look at the playoff picture, we talked a lot about them fighting for that last spot. Well, Cleveland's only one game above Baltimore and Miami who are fighting for that last spot. So Cleveland loses this game. Not that they're going to lose to the Jets, right? But if they lose this game, they're at 10 and 5. Baltimore or Miami wins, they're tied with them in that second wild card slot. So it kind of opens the door here. If Cleveland well, loses Cleveland, a game, they just keep yeah, winning. Well, Cleveland plays Pittsburgh next week, too. Yeah, well, trying to figure that team out has been an enigma the last week or so, so last three weeks. All right. Um, All right, I, so you like the Jets here? I'm going to take the Jets. Okay. I'm going to take the points. I mean, nobody likes the Jets. Right. Here, there, anywhere. I do not like green eggs in hand. Do not like them, Sam. I am. All right, let's move on. Next game, uh, Cincinnati at Houston. Um, obviously, Cincinnati had the big win last week over the Steelers, um, but that's a division game. I think they really, you know, showed up because of that reason. I don't see them necessarily doing it again. Um, now the uh, Bengals, yeah, the TikTok Schuster Bengals did switch back from Brandon Allen to Ryan Finley in that game too. Um, so I guess maybe Finley Ryan look good. Finley can move the ball better than Brandon Allen can, apparently. Um, they were amped up to play that game. You're right. Yeah. So I don't think that, you know, they're going to show up in the same capacity this week that they did last week. I, agree. I mean, maybe Finley can move the ball a little better than Allen had done in the last few weeks. Um, but, you know, Houston can move the ball, too. This line's actually opened at eight and a half in favor of Houston. And it's down to seven. Um, and I think I'm going to take Houston up to seven. Well, Finley had a lot. It was the benefit of a lot of short fields that they scored on uh, because of the way that defense was playing. Actually, Cincinnati looked like the number one defense, not Pittsburgh last week. Right. Um, 
I have the same concerns. It's, it's a short week. Cincinnati's coming off the short week after playing Pittsburgh. They gave max effort in a divisional matchup to Juju Smith-Schuster BS with him doing TikTok dances on the on the on the uh, half logo. Yeah, on the logo on the fifty yard line. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Because you know it, it's nobody has a problem with it when you're eleven and up, but then you lose three games in a row, and now everybody's chastising them for it. You know, in my mind, that's that's high school girl shit. And um, I would have put a bounty on that guy's head, too. And I think it distracts from the team and the focus. Um, I think Cincinnati saw that and was revved up to go when they saw that he ran out on the logo again. And and it was all downhill from the minute that Ben ran ran out of the locker room. But uh, if you throw that game out, it's going to be an emotional letdown here. I think Houston... um, they're just they're defensively they can't stay with Deshaun Watson. The benefit was that they they were going against Ben, who was a stick in the mud and couldn't run around. But uh, Sean Watson is not that guy. I I look for him to get off actually and have a big game against Cincinnati's defense. So I'm all over Houston here. Um, seven point line right now is what I see. Okay. So far we've got all the same picks here. Yeah, we didn't even talk before this one. All right. Um, so the next game up is Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. This game opened with Pittsburgh as a three-point favorite. It has now shifted to Indy being favored by one and a half. Before you say anything, I have a feeling this is where we divide. Uh, I honestly, I'm not going to pick this game because I really don't know what to make of it. I mean, you have Pittsburgh coming off these three straight losses. They have some injuries on defense that are affecting their you know, on them on that side of the ball. So that worries me. But then you have Philip Rivers on the other side. He always worries me, especially up against a good defense. If Pittsburgh can bring pressure on him, um, then I worry there. Um, so I, I really don't know what to make of this game. And I don't, I've kind of gone back and forth, back and forth. And I feel like Mike Tomlin, like, in past seasons has always been kind of the guy that doesn't make the adjustments that he should make. He doesn't have his team prepared when they go on the road and they play as a big favorite. And so I guess the question is now after what's happened the last three weeks and specifically what happened last week, is he going to make adjustments to go up against Indianapolis? I don't know the answer. He should, but is he going to, I don't know. So, I mean, I think Frank Reich is a good coach. He's going to have his team prepared. But if Pittsburgh starts getting after Phillip Rivers, he starts making mistakes. You can't really run on Pittsburgh. I, I really don't have a take on this game. So what are your thoughts since you apparently do? Well, in my experience, when grown ass men and grown ass athletes get absolutely embarrassed on national television, they come back with um, rigor and focus. And I don't think Pittsburgh is a joke. You know, they did start out 11 and 0, so they're legitimate. They, even though they've looked like a joke the last three weeks, I really see, um, you know, I don't see any way forward for Pittsburgh in the playoffs if they're, if they lose this game. I mean, not that they can't, they're definitely in the playoffs, right? But if they don't win this game, if they lose four in a row, um, I mean, it's like you got to question the heart on these guys, especially the way they performed last week. You already know that they're not going to be able to run the ball because they have not been able to run the ball recently that well. But with the Forrest Bunkner leading the way, who's, I think, questionable, he got dinged up, but I expect him to play. Um, Indy's not going to give up any running yards. So this is going to come down to Ben and the receivers, and the receivers just got embarrassed. The receivers just keep got, dropping balls. 
I think I think this is a turnaround week. Long story short, I think this is a turnaround week. I think P- Pittsburgh and Tom's going to have his guys ready to go and focused. I can't see how they're going to have no heart. The other thing about this game is that you know it opened at three, and now on the road, Indy has now up to a two and a half point favorite one place, one and a half on uh, in the in the majority of the places. Yeah, but so what's so, um what's Indy's record? Ten and Indy's got ten wins. Five? And what's Pittsburgh eleven, right? Yeah. Yep, they're stuck on eleven. So I mean they're Pittsburgh's eleven and three. Indy's tied with Tennessee at ten and four. So Indy needs this game really bad. Um because they're tied with Tennessee. They're still most likely going to make the playoffs, but with a loss, I mean both of these teams but, need wins because you got Cleveland right behind. If Pittsburgh loses this game, right. Cleveland if, wins the game, they're tied. Right. And then they play each other next week. And Baltimore has an outside shot of the playoffs or the, the division if if things break right. So, you know, I just don't see how Pittsburgh can shit the bed three four weeks in a row. I'm going Pittsburgh here, especially at home getting points. Take the Steelers. Remember who's the quarterback of Indy. Everybody fall in love with Indy, but um, Philip Rivers does not look that great. Well, he's actually looked better most of the season than I would have expected. I mean, I guess maybe Frank Reich is good at kind of hiding his, out with this defense. his weaknesses. But I mean, I don't know, just like what you said, like Pittsburgh's not going to be able to run the ball. So what changes are they going to make that's going to make them able to win in this game? Receivers are going to catch the ball. They're going to be focused because they just got embarrassed. Completely in Cincinnati. Yeah, but I don't think their the receivers aren't that good, and that's the problem. Um, exactly. So take Indy. Sounds like you want to take Indy. I do, but I'm not going to. Why don't you just, just bet with me? For the record, no. I don't. $20. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I could see it going either way. All right, let's move on. Okay. Um, next game up is Chicago at Jacksonville. Um, obviously Jacksonville got blown out last week by the Ravens. Um. This opened at minus three and three and a half in favor of Chicago. It's up to minus seven and a half. So big line movement in response to um, Jacksonville's struggles last week. Um, So I've I've had pretty good luck the last few weeks taking Chicago, and I'm going to do it again here. I like them too. I think the defense eats this Jacksonville quarterback situation up. I thought you were a Gardner Minshew uh, truther. I'm off. Wolf Jacksonville. <laughs> those, They're uh, tanking. They've tanked before. They tanked those last linebackers year. Those got, got all over uh, Gardner, I guess, last week. I don't know. but Yeah, I'm telling you this right now is that I picked up um, Mitch Trubisky because there's nobody on the waiver wire, just as security. But I literally gave – I have to give serious consideration to starting him. I will not over to Sean Watson. But, you know, I like the spot here. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, he has a big game. Well, you can, I mean, you can run all over Jacksonville too. And David Montgomery has had big games the last few weeks. So huge game last week. Yeah. The last two weeks. Are we both on Chicago? Yeah. The only thing is, you know, the line has moved four points. So just throwing that out there, it's open to three and a half, right? Yeah. Up to seven and a half. I think you already talked mm-hmm. about that, but I, I think it's worth noting, you know, if it starts shooting up there, eight, nine, Chicago on the road, I get a little scared. Mm. Um. um all right, so next game up is Carolina at Washington. This opened at minus three in favor of Washington. It's at minus one now. Um, it sounds like Alex Smith is 
I guess he's officially questionable, but it sounded like it would be Dwayne Haskins again after his uh, strip club incident from last week. That's not what I'm reading on it. What I I heard is 50-50 is what the coach said. Um, But he was designated for Thursday's practice as a full participant. So what I read Thursday was that, hey, he had a great practice. He looked good, but we need to wait and see how he looks on Friday. But do you think maybe that's just the coach not wanting to give away? I think the 50-50 is what the coach said. So that's him not wanting to give it away. I think what's going to happen is Alex Smith is going to be under center this game. You think so? I don't think so. I think it's going to be Haskins. I think that should be the bet. I'll take Alex Smith. They clearly said it's 50-50. That's the official thing. We're both just trying to read in and see what the situation is. I was coming in thinking Alex Smith's going to start. Since you led with Haskins going to start, I think that's the bet. Who's going to start the game? I got Alex Smith. All right, fine. I got 20 bucks in here. If you really want to. Let's do it. All right. 20 bucks. Alex Smith. So it's kind of weird because it changes my whole philosophy on what I'm going to say about this game, right? Okay. So I'm going to attack it as if Alex Smith is playing. Now, it's also um, Ron Rivera. Obviously, the coach of Washington was the coach in Carolina. So um, you have that narrative. I don't know if that makes much of a difference, though. Um, I'll tell you what. Either way, I don't think it matters. I like Washington. Washington's really? fighting for the division. I think Washington wins this division. They might not win you this week. You just want them to win because you have a bet on them. No, it's not just why. I mean, I think that even with Haskins, who I don't like, and I was going to say if Haskins, you know, it was my whole point was I was going to say if Haskins is quarterback, don't take him. Forget about what I say. But, you know, they showed me that they're – and I believe in the defense. They showed me with that defense, the way they played against Seattle, that they had every opportunity to win that game, even as bad as Haskins is. So – Who's better, Carolina or Seattle, right? So I don't think it matters. I think Washington's defense is going to cause enough havoc to win this game. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't think love the, it even more so if Alex Smith is the quarterback. Well, I mean, I pro- my whole approach to this game was under the impression that Haskins was going to be the starter. Okay, now so if it's Alex Smith, I might change my mind on. Let's say Alex Smith's not playing. Go. Then I take Carolina. And why? Because the Haskins is an anti-Haskins play? Yeah. Um, I mean, I do like Bridgewater. But I also think, like, the game last week where Carolina played Green Bay, I mean, that game obviously started out and we were on Carolina. Um, It didn't look good for us. But their defense really stepped up in the second half. I think they held the Packers scoreless in the entire second half. So they they have a decent defense, and if they show up, They fumbled on the one-yard line going in, right? Remember that game? Yeah. He reached over. They went up top, knocked it back, ran it all the way back to like the 20. Right. Jesus Christ, they should have won that game. So, um, I mean, it was too little too late for them in that game. But So I think if the defense shows up and it is Haskins, then I... Well, I like Rule, and I've been on Carolina a lot this year. Uh, But I think this is just a spot where it's a holiday... Uh, week. The Carolina Panthers have been long gone out of it. Probably not too focused. I think Washington wants this division. I think Washington's defense is focused. They're young enough where they're just going to put their head down and go play defense. And I've loved their defense all year long. Now, yeah, just, I mean, where, I think if it it's a, I'm taking I think Washington. Alex Smith is capable. I don't think Dwayne Haskins is capable. So, I mean, that would affect my decision because Washington does have a good defense. So, if if Smith was in, I would take Washington. If it's Haskins, I'm taking Carolina. This is the way I'll say it for me. I, I say in a five-star rating, I would give it a three-and-a-half-star rating 
with Haskins. If Alex Smith plays, it's a five star. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Next game up is the New York Giants at Baltimore. Um, I believe it will be Daniel Jones back at quarterback this week. I believe so. Okay. Um, the Ravens still have a shot at the playoffs. Um, and it's a big line. So Baltimore open at minus nine and a half favorite and it's at 10. Um, so it's a big line. The Giants have a better defense um, than maybe some of the teams that the Ravens have played. So what I'm seeing is Daniel Jones is questionable. Could start Sunday for Giants. So that's not definitive, but I think he's leaning I saw something. It's at Daniel Jones and um, what's his name? The offensive, no, the offensive coordinator. The guy from Dallas. I can't think of his name. Oh, Jason Garrett. Garrett. Um, Because he was out with COVID, right? Back to this week. That was the the line on the article I saw. Um, So I felt Daniel Jones came back two weeks ago, and obviously it was too soon because he looked like crap, um, and they got beat. (laughs) So I don't know if it matters, though. It's really going to come down, I think, to how well the Giants defense can play against uh, Lamar Jackson. So I think Baltimore wins the game. Do I feel... 100% 100% comfortable taking it at 10. No. Your thoughts? G-Men are also fighting for the division. I mean, they have every opportunity to win this as well. Um, so I think that they're going to be focused and they're going to keep it tight. It's a 10-point favorite. Uh, Baltimore is. I like the Giants, and I feel pretty confident that they'll be able to keep it. I, I don't know if they'll win. I, mean, I, I think guess, they have a shot at winning this game, to be honest know. with you. Daniel Jones has a sack fumble every freaking game and i could totally see him doing it against baltimore at, at the wrong time and and take it from where it would have covered to where it doesn't you know my problem here is baltimore's defense their defense has been a little bit of a sieve well they put they showed up last week they did show up last week i don't know if that was just the narrative but but you know who are they playing jacksonville yeah jacksonville sucks yeah, but is the Giants' offense any better than Jacksonville's offense? I like the Giants. And I like them pretty strong. All right, I have no play. I like them strong. I'm telling you right now, I like them strong. Bet the Giants. Boom. Okay. Um, all right. So Too many points. Next game is Atlanta at Kansas City. And Kansas City opened as a 12 and a half point favorite. It is now 10 and a half. Um, Tyreek Hill is questionable with the hamstring. Um, Falcons, uh, Julio Jones, I guess, is not going to play again this season. Um, they also have their center. I think his name is Alex Mack and a guard um, that are going to be out. I guess. Maybe on Belsha. Well, and it, yeah, Clyde Edwards Lair. I, I thought the H was Hilaire. silent, but whatever. Um, it's Bayou. It's Bayou talk. He's out. Lair. Um, they're pretty sure the Chiefs have it locked up. Like, there's no yeah. real. Now, could they potentially lose the home field advantage or? What's Atlanta want to do? I mean, they're going on the road. Can you answer my question dome. before you move on? What's the question? Are the Chiefs playing for anything at this point? <clears throat> home field advantage. Because they have the division locked up. I believe they're still playing for home field. What's Let their record? Let me just double check here. 
not moving. Are like 13? Uh, they're 13 and 1. It just says clinch division title. Um, they have not clinched home field. But who has the closest number of wins? Pittsburgh's 11 and 3. Buffalo's 11 and 3. So I would say with this, they probably mathematically, they definitely mathematically clinch because they're two games up on the other two. Okay. So they're playing for it here. Uh, I, I don't like Atlanta at all. I don't know if you can make this line high enough, even if Hill doesn't play. I mean, I don't know. I think Le'Veon Bell and and um, Kelsey. Well, the Atlanta, Atlanta has a better run defense than they do pass defense. Um, Atlanta doesn't want to play this game. Well, I it's on the road in Kansas City. I mean, there's no crowds, I guess, so it takes that element out. But um, Matt Ryan's better at home. I don't know how the offensive line injuries will affect it. They don't really have a run game now. The Todd Gurley is, like, officially done. Um, he's According to the coach, he's not even their starting running back anymore. Um, They're two and – Falcons are two and one out of conference. So, I mean, I don't see a path where the Falcons win this game, but it's a lot of points. It is a lot of points. Um, and Atlanta has, you know, <clears throat> taken the lead on a lot of teams that have given the lead up late, right? I mean, Played they went a up a lot of close games. Well, they went up last week on the Bucks <laughs> at halftime. What was it, like 24 to nothing or something? And then went away. Um, the second half. So, do you hear that? Yes. Um. So I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I feel good taking it at ten and a half. What about you? Well, the other thing is, like Kansas City should have won by like three touchdowns against the Saints of all people in New Orleans, right? Last week they took their foot off the brake and and played some prevents. So well, you know, I, I thought like my take kind of initially was that Kansas City is does play a lot of close games and they're not really blowing teams out. But when I look, went back and looked at the scores of all the games they've played, they have won a significant number of games by more than 10 points. So, yeah, I guess the thing for me is that I'm fully on board with Kansas city here, but the Tyreek Hill thing threw me off a little bit. I wasn't, what exactly is the situation? He has is a he hamstring injury. So I think, I mean, the question is like, if you're gearing up for a playoff run, you're playing the Falcons in week 16, you don't really need the win. Are you going to put him out there and have him risk getting more injured and not having him when you need him than having him in this game? Well, that's a good point. But Andy Reid, of all people, know how important home field advantage is and that he's going to play everybody until they get that locked up. Now, it would make sense to rest him, but Tyreek Hill doesn't really miss games too often. He's been pretty durable. I, I'm going to stick with Kansas City here regardless. I like Kansas City here. I think Atlanta's unmotivated, especially after they just got addressed uh, to Tampa Bay last week. The difference here is that Tampa uh, well, do you Kansas think, City is not going to struggle the first half and be down by 10 points. Do you think because the Falcons did kind of get roasted because it was the whole kind of narrative of that Super Bowl where they were up big on Tom Brady at halftime and then Tom Brady comes out and brings the team back to victory. Do you think that is any type of like a motivating factor for them to go into this game and compete? 
I don't feel like the Falcons have a lot of heart at this point. That's really what I was getting ready to say is I don't feel like typically you make a good point and I like that approach, but I must feel like Matt Ryan is at the end of his career. I don't expect much more fight out of that guy. And going into Kansas City. They should trade Matt Ryan to San Francisco. But Matt Ryan was in Atlanta, quarterbacking against the Eagles when Andy Reid was the coach, right? He's always been in Atlanta. But when Andy Reid was the coach of the Eagles, they own Matt Ryan. They had some big games. They played him in the playoffs. Matt Ryan doesn't have a lot of success against Andy Reid. And um, they keep that. They've kept that team consistently low scoring. Um, so I think that that's a trend with Andy Reid knows how to go against Matt Ryan. There's a lot of reasons here why I, I, you make some good points, but I think you just take Kansas City. It's a one o'clock game. They're moving. The Atlanta's heading out to the Midwest. They're totally unmotivated for this game. I think they just don't care anymore after getting embarrassed in the second half against Tampa Bay and giving that game up 31-27 last week. You want to go to the next one? All right. Um, so, do you have anything else to say about that? No. Uh-huh. So, who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City, but I'd rather it at ten than ten and a half. All right. Well, it did start at twelve and a half, and it's betting down, right? It's down okay. ten and a half, eleven. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. So, next game up is the Los Angeles Rams at Seattle. It opened at minus two in favor of Seattle. It's at minus one and a half in favor of Seattle. I realized that the last time these teams played and we did the podcast, I misspoke because I said that Seattle had won three out of four matchups, and it's the opposite. It was actually the Rams that have won, well, now four out of five because the Rams won in week nine when these teams played 23 to 16. Um, so, so the Rams are coming off that embarrassing loss against the Jets. They are. But then I also wonder, like what I said earlier with the Jets game, how the Jets came in and really got after Jared Goff. Does like Pete Carroll go watch the tape and see what the Jets did and try to mimic that? To get after Goff. Because I like Seattle. I think Seattle's the better team. LA has the better defense. And they kind of have Seattle's number, I guess, if you look at the, the history. Um, but I always want to take Seattle in this spot. And I'm going to take Seattle in this spot. Your thoughts? I don't really have a pick on this game. This is the first game I don't have a pick on. Um, it's It's tough for me. Okay. I have no thoughts on this game. All right. I can't figure Seattle out. I don't like the Rams. I don't like this game at all. Okay. Well, so one stat I did find is that since week nine, when the teams met before, um, Seattle is second in the NFL in sacks and fourth in quarterback pressures. They pressured on 26% of the snaps in – I don't know what that was from last week. I don't know. But so they I'm They don't take- seem to know what to do against the Rams. Like you said. Historically, yeah. So. McVeigh has his number. That's why it scares me, because I don't like to take the Rams in this situation. They're going to Seattle. But this is for the division. Right? They're tied. This is. And um, the Rams won the last matchup. So, Seattle. Now, Seattle's got a one-game lead. They're ten and four. Okay, but Rams if they lose to the Rams, then yeah, they're yeah. tied. Yeah, and Seattle then the Rams has, have the tiebreaker. Yeah, Seattle has just clinched a playoff berth. That's it. I mean, they're in the playoffs, but no, I don't know to what extent. Maybe you could argue that the Rams 
not showing up last week. It was they were too busy looking ahead to this week. I don't necessarily think that was the case, but um, every team in this division is two and two in the division. That's weird. This, this is a weird, race. interesting stat, but it means nothing. Yeah, they're all four and three on the road as well. It's pretty balanced. No pick for me. All right. Well, let's move on to the next game. See if you have a pick on this one. So next game is Philadelphia at Dallas. It opened as a pick. It is now Philly favored by minus two and a half. I'll let you take this one. I feel like Andy Dalton has clicked. They're not playing that great. But last week we I had them. I felt really strong against San Francisco. Again, a lot of that was against Mullins. But you, ha- you can't ignore the fact that Andy Dalton looks like that he's starting to click with this offense. And Amari Cooper is starting to put up numbers as well. I like what I'm seeing out of Dallas. I think they're showing enough fight on defense as well. Um, again, they gave up a lot of points last week, so their defense is not playing that great. But um, I see this as a track meet. I think you jump all over the over here. There might be 60 points scored, uh, but I do not like Philadelphia in this spot. They're going on the road. It opened as a pick, and now they're two-and-a-half-point favorites in Dallas. I think they're giving Jalen Hurts, uh, rookie quarterback, too much credit here. Um, I'm taking Dallas. I know. Wow. I can't believe So I was either. fully prepared to take Philadelphia until the freaking diehard Eagles fan just took the other side. So now I can't possibly take the Eagles. Don't listen to me. I mean, I can't figure the Eagles out at all. Apparently I just, not. I, I can't see how the Eagles at this point, after what they've done this season as a whole, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, whatever, is going on the road in their I mean, favor. Now, who's uh, it, is it Jason Peters is like questionable? Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's done. He's, if they're lucky, he's was out. Was it him or was it somebody else? But Jason Peters is questionable every week. All right. Well, who was it last week that was out? All right, Johnson? No, he's, out he's been year. out. Yeah, I know. I broke that news to you on the podcast. Anyway. Yeah, that's great. All right. Eagles lose. Let's move on. Um, so this is the Sunday night game, Tennessee at Green Bay. Opened at minus four and a half in favor of Green Bay. It is now minus three in favor of Green Bay. I would have preferred it at minus four and a half because I'm taking the Titans. Um, but I'm going to take them anyway. You can run all over Green Bay. Another monster Derrick Henry game. Um, I think that um, Tennessee surprised a lot of people last year um, down the stretch and into the playoffs. So I think they're going to do the same this year. And I'm going to take them to beat Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay. I like them at home in this spot. Um, I might like Tennessee if the situation was a little bit different. Uh, but I like Green Bay at home. I think that they're starting to get the run game going. I think they can also run on Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's inconsistent on defense, to say the least. Um, I do see a ton of points scored in this game, but um, I look. And there are some potentially some weather concerns. Such as. But too early to tell because it's a Sunday night game. Well, it's going to be cold, number one. Windy but that's snow? What are you talking about? Mm. Um, there were, I think there was some potential snow, but more like a wind concern. All right. I like Green Bay, regardless of wind, rain, or snow. Okay. All right. Well, we differ on this one then. All right. What? I love Aaron Rodgers in this spot. You want some action? I know you like Tennessee. You got your Tennessee shirt on underneath that Tom Brady no. jersey? <laughs> no. 
You want it? Tannehill, come on, Derrick Henry. I almost love don't want to. I don't want to be- love some Derrick Henry. I don't want to bet on it because I don't want them to lose. Wait, you think you're a mush on that? You've been in fire. I just feel I like I don't want to bet against you. I you feel like I would be better off not betting it and fire. having them come through. I mean, last week I think you were probably a little bit above five hundred, but um. Anyway, okay, no action. All right. Okay. Tennessee. Last game is <laughs> Buffalo at New England. Um, it's tonight over. Yeah, it's Christmas night. It's almost, almost midnight. I just want to go to bed. All right, last game up, dear. Sorry. Do I you have any, let that out. It, um, Buffalo. Open at minus four and a half. It's now at minus seven. Um, Stick a fork in New England. I was just going to say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Buffalo's been on a roll. Patriots are pretty much done at this point. Um, Josh Allen. Changing of the guard in the is it the AFC West. By the way, can we go back to the real real quick to the Green Bay Tennessee game? Is there a number if you see a prop bet for Derrick Henry, even though I'm telling you I like Green Bay, is there a number where you would not take the over in Derrick Henry rushing yards against Green Bay? Well, it depends what the number is. I mean, he could have two hundred yards. He could. But I always get a little nervous if it's like over a hundred. Not against Green Bay. That's when I usually I'll wait until the game starts and get a feel, and then you just jump in and do the like live bet. Okay, so you're, so you're not necessarily thinking 120 yards here. No, I definitely do. I guess the concern is what was the game with the Browns where they kind of jumped out to a lead and then he totally got scripted out of the game. I mean, that's certainly that's like not happening here. Well, it's, why would you say that? Because I mean, if it's going to happen against anybody, wouldn't it happen against Aaron Rodgers? I'm just thinking a lot of people are take, keeping an eye on that as a prop bet. So I know you've been keen on it a lot this year and have hit it almost every single time. Well, I, you've gone yeah, over. but I haven't even been able to play it because I would always parlay the over of his yards and the to score a touchdown. But the odds are so crappy that it's not even worth it. Would you but like that's you? how good Derrick Henry is. <laughs> so. All right. So you like. So this last game. This is the Monday night game. You like Buffalo. Yes, definitely. All right. We're both on Buffalo. We're split on Green Bay, Tennessee. Merry Christmas, everybody. All right. We'll be back next week for Hot Rod Roddy Piper. Final show. Peace out.